Okay, hello there, good evening. My name is uh, Tonier. I am originally from West Africa. I'm currently based in London, Europe. And um, I'll be spending time talking about my two near-death near experiences. And um, I hope to contribute to the fast-growing channel. And um, I also hope to enjoy myself during this um, brief period. I have no background about my first near-death experience. I think I was 11 or 10 years old um, when it happened. And um, I had a pretty normal childhood for anybody who was born around my, my period. So, I mean, I came from an okay family, but I think that kids don't really um, have uh, any any attachments to if their parents are, are wealthy or not. So based on that definition, I think I had a pretty normal childhood, nothing out of the ordinary. I was like almost any other kid, did normal things kids did. Um, but when I, I got to um, about 10 or 11 years old, I went to my cousin's house because they lived about five, 10 minutes from where we lived. I just walked there and um, they were going to the beach to swim. And I was excited to go to the beach as well, but mostly for the, the candies and the cake uh, because I couldn't swim. So um, that was my main reason to go to the beach, just to go eat a lot of candy and drink um, soft drinks and eat cake. So they called my mom and told my mom, um, is it okay to take me along? And I went along with them. So when we got to the beach, obviously I had my mission in, in my head just to eat and drink. But um, I saw people surfing and swimming and having so much fun. I actually forgot that I, I couldn't swim. So um, I saw people surfing and they were having so much fun. And um, because my cousins were, were half European, um, their mom was, was French and they were African. So it, it wasn't normal at that time in the 80s, early 80s, to, um, for Africans to go swim out of curiosity. Um, we normally went swimming probably um, during um, uh, like a Christmas or a, a New Year or some party where we all go as a family. But it, was, it wasn't something normal to just go and swim for fun. So um, I think they came with, with other friends and I saw a softball there. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to try and see if I can do it. Because I saw a, a five-year-old, I would think five-year-old kid trying to swim trying to surf. So I knew in my mind as an 11 year old that um, if a five year old can, can surf, surely I as an 11 year old can surf as well, but obviously life doesn't work that way, right? So I, I took the board and my plan was to just make sure I don't go too far into the ocean just to get the water on my knee level. But I, had no idea that, that the receding waves would pull me further into the, the ocean than I had planned in my mind. And I was waiting for the wave to come, so I do like I saw everybody else doing. And before I knew it, a massive wave, probably like two foot came and hit me, you know. Um, 
And because I had no balance and I could not swim, I went in head first and sand went into my nostrils and I was struggling and struggling and struggling. I came up the first time, another wave came, hit me again, I went under again. I was struggling, my eyes were red. I was panicking, I can't swim. I was just, you know, doing whatever I could to survive. When I went up the second time, I could see people on the beach. They were having fun. And I was thinking to myself, I mean, these people can see I am, I'm drowning. And before I know it, within the three seconds that I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm just guessing three seconds, that my head came up the water for the second time to go down, I saw my, my life flash in front of me. When I say flash, it was more like I'm having a conversation with you. And um, it's very slow. I can hear everything. I can respond to everything. But I saw my entire life like flash in front of me that way until I was in my mother's womb. I thought that was a bit strange when it happened, but I had no time to think because obviously I'm struggling to, to um, survive. But I realized that this is called a live review. I never knew that term. That's why I, I'm calling it live review. Um, and also for me, when I saw it, it was more like a movie, like you're watching a movie but you are in the movie what you're watching yourself in a movie if that makes sense so i it was like i was in the movie theater watching myself in the movie and everything was on a normal pace the i could hear all the conversations i could see my assignments i could see myself getting back in um how we moved from the house to, to the the beach i could see everything i had done i, I could even hear the sounds of myself my mother's stomach but um, some people say that the live reviews, they were like um, feeling bad about things they had done or whatever. Um, I mean, I was at 10, 11. What could I feel bad about? There was nothing I felt bad of. To me, it was just like a movie. There, were, there, were, there was no negative or positive about a live review. Um, there was no messages. There was nothing really for me to learn from it, if that makes sense. Uh, again, mind you, I was... 10, 11 years old. I bet if I had a live review right now, I would have lots of things to regret and lots of things to think about. <laughs> but at 10, 11, I was worried about candy and cakes and there was really nothing for me to think about. But this is what I, I saw in my live review. So before I knew it, I went down again. When there, by then the, the live review had finished, I went down again for the, the, the second time. And um, while I was down there, I said to myself, okay, well, this is it. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm dead. Yeah. It's finished. I should just, you know, make peace with this. And before I said that, my feet touched the sand. So that gave me a bit of hope. I could feel my feet touch something, the, the floor. I gave me a bit of hope. And I, I looked up. It was seawater. But for some reason, I could see something like the shape of a, a surfboard. So I, I sort of like struggled most of my last energy and somehow by some miracle, like I caught the surfboard and I paddled myself out of the ocean and I went back to the beach. Mind you, I could not surf. So I did not know that you had to attach the, a rope from the surfboard onto my leg to prevent it from getting lost. I didn't know that, obviously. So I, that's why I was struggling. 
But when I went to the beach, I said to myself, you know what, I'm just going to sit down here and relax. I wasn't panicking. Um, it's like nobody saw me trying to drown. So it's like it was just me and myself and my thoughts. So I wasn't like panicking or scared or anything. I said to myself, let me catch my breath and let me sit down. But when I sat down on the beach, something strange happened. It's like my eyes just came alive, if that makes any sense. Just think of it like you are in a dark room with no lights, and then you put you switch on the lights, and everything comes alive. Everything comes really bright. But this was about 2 p.m., 2, 2 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It's, this happened about 40 years ago, so I can't really recall the time. But all I know is that the sun was shining really bright up. I thought that was really strange that um, although the sun is up, my eyes are really, really bright. And for some reason, I focused directly on the coconut tree in front of me. And it looked so vibrant. It looked alive. It looked breathing. It, it felt like I had never seen it before. I had never seen the coconut tree before. It felt like something alien. I mean, I, I, felt, I felt like the coconut tree was a living a living being which I could communicate with, although I did not talk to it, but this was, was a feeling, the feeling I had. And then I turned around and looked at the grass after a while, and the grass had the same feeling. It was green grass, everything. The green looked like a green I had never seen before. It was very captivating. And this thought went to my head, I think I'm in heaven. But I have no reason of thinking that I died because I just walked out of the, the ocean and sat on the beach. It was something I had never felt before. I never felt happy like that before. I never tasted Coke that way before, even though I drank it previously. Um, I had never seen a coconut tree look that nice and beautiful before and feel alive. I never seen a blade of grass be so beautiful and felt like it was talking to me. So all these experiences made me want to search more about it. So I know I was in my body, but I was having these experiences. So after about a while, I'm not sure how long, I turned around, I said, let me drink something. I picked the Coke I was drinking previously, and it felt like I had never drank it before. It felt like something completely different. The taste was completely different. It was, it was so, um, how do I put it? I can't describe the feeling I got from drinking the Coke. And then I also had this um, feeling of inner peace and, and calm, which I had never felt before, and inner joy. But um, with my second near-death experience, the, inner, the, the joy I had was more euphoric and was more blissful. It's like you have like goosebumps. You multiply that by a thousand. That's how I felt my second near-death experience. But in this one, it was more like um, I was much more of a peaceful feeling much more of calm, reassured, but extremely happy. That's how I felt in this experience. And during the, the whole period, after everything died down, my senses came back to normal. Um, it took me a few decades to kind of like process what happened uh, because I, I didn't know what happened to me. And it was, it was like it was like I was shocked beyond, beyond belief that I couldn't even say to anybody what happened to me during that period. I, it's hard to explain how shocked I was. I was shocked at, at, at the same time. So I decided that um, I was going to kind of like try to do everything in my power to get back to this experience. 
And when I was 11 years old, I started doing yoga. Just my dad had a couple of yoga books. I started reading them. I started researching on yoga and um, started doing many other things. But I never got to that experience. And when I was 17 years old, I was trying to learn how to swim in a pool. I almost drowned again. But then nothing happened to me. So I was thinking to myself, how come I'd almost drowned in the ocean? I had all these experiences. But when I almost drowned in the pool, nothing happened to me. That, that was a bit strange because I thought if I was going to drown in the pool, I was going to have the same experiences. But I wasn't trying to drown intentionally. It just happened because I, I could not. I could not swim. My life just continued. Like every day I have like glimpses of the happiness, of the joy I felt back when I was 10 or 11 years old. And um, I kind of like dabbled into yoga. I went through my teens, um, my 20s. Where obviously most not well, I talk. I, I speak for myself. In my twenties at university, I was a bit of um experimenting. But one thing I'll say about myself is, um, after the experience, I have probably had. I'm almost fifty, and I would say I probably had maybe one bottle of alcohol a year, my whole year. Like every year, I have the equivalent of one bottle of alcohol. So I, I would say I don't drink, because I just drink for social events. Um, I don't smoke. I, I've I've never used drugs, even medical drugs. This year, I think January 14th, I was lying in my bed. There was a full moon, like really bright. And um, I thought nothing of it. I was just like, oh, it's just a bit strange. The moon is really bright. I was looking at the moon. Then I fell asleep. And then I, just, I realized that I was awake around 2 a.m. I'm just guessing the time because I looked at my watch after the whole experience. But I realized I was awake around 2 a.m. But my eyes were still closed. But it was funny. You know, the, the experience people say they go through a dark tunnel or whatever. It was a bit like that. But in my mind, in my head, it was like pitch black. And I saw something I've only described as water, a drop of water, a drop, a drop of water. But in reality, if I have to describe it, I would say it's more like Think of it like electricity, but in a liquid form. This is the 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 best description of of the of what I I saw the droplet in my head. But it wasn't really in my head when I was seeing it. When I was seeing it, it was more like in a dark room. But that happened in my head. So um, I was just watching this drop of water, which was kind of like um, a bit of euphoric. It was a tingling sensation, and it was very um, it was very alive it was very um interesting so my attention was all focused on this drop of water and before i know it it felt like the water burst out of the back of my head and i, I thought that was strange then it rapidly spread like an ecg machine forming the shape of my head and then before i i know what's happening it starts vibrating and I start feeling very ecstatic and blissful. And I was like almost shaking. My brain was vibrating. And then the more it vibrated, the more I, it felt uncontrollable. And the next thing I, I could think about again, it went from my brain down to my spine very rapidly. And when it got to my spine, 
my, it felt like my whole body exploded with ecstasy. I, I, I'm not sure how to explain, but I, I was shaking. I was vibrating in, in my bed alone. And I was, but it was about, I'm guessing about 2 a.m. So I'm thinking to myself, this is a bit strange now. And when it became so, so nice and so uncontrollable, I just said to myself, stop, 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 stop. And within, I'm guessing about five seconds, the, the, the droplets of water went back into the back of my head and the droplet and the, the vibration from my spine went back up into my head and everything stopped. But the whole night, I could barely sleep. I probably slept for about two, two hours, I'm guessing. And when I woke up in the morning, my body had like a, like a static. If I touched something like paper, I just stuck to my hand, like anything stuck to my hand. So I went and I did like um, oral photographies. I think I sent a couple of oral photographies to your, to your email. One, one before the experience and one after. And um, you can clearly see on my oral photographies that um, there's like too much energy, in, especially from my heart up to my head. And my aura is like almost like um, whitish blue, if, if that makes any sense, from based on, on what I, I saw. Because I, I, I took that because I wanted to confirm to myself that um, what I experienced wasn't a dream, was actually, actually real. Um, but I, I don't think I have any, any reason to think I died. Although when I go back with, to all my research, I find that people who have died and left their bodies have had similar experiences to what I have had. But I can't say I, I died. I mean, because in both instances, there was no medical check on me to confirm that I actually died. So um, this has been a very, um, um, it's affected me in many different ways. And it just is taken over my life in many different ways. However, I'm much more focused on, on living right now on earth and not daydreaming about because because these experiences are they are very um how to put it they're so profound that that sometimes you might think you're living somewhere else but i i'm very grounded I, I try to i like box i do things to keep me like grounded on earth um and that's pretty much my experience i grew up i was baptized as a catholic i went to um a catholic boarding school after I think while I was in while I had that experience, I was in a Catholic boarding school. Um, we went to church every Sunday. I was taking like Holy Communion as a Catholic. Um, but when I had this experience, there was nothing connected to religion in in my opinion. So it's not like I saw something about some about in church, and then I was relating it to it. To me, it was more like because the feelings I was having or what I was seeing was something I had never seen before. That's why the name heaven came to my head. But but apart from that, I didn't have any experience with with um with seeing God or seeing angels. I saw none of that. But I feel like I connected to the divine. And if, imagine, for example, um, God from what everybody thinks of people who believe in God, 
they believe God created everything, the galaxies, the lions, everything. And um, and God, and if you go by that definition, God must be billions of years old. Um, think of it like when we were kids, right? Or when when you or I meet a, a, a one-year-old or five-month-old, we don't go telling them, hey, um, I'm doing this job, I'm this, I'm doing that. The conversation is going to be more like Google Gaga, you know, um, Baby Shark, or Touch Their Jaws, or so. So I feel more like my interaction with something out of this world was much more in that sense. It gave me what I needed at 10, 11 years old, but the experience was profound enough for me to search and know that there was something else. If that, if that makes sense. So, because, I mean, you wouldn't expect a communication with somebody who sees you as like a, a toddler to, to be a mature conversation. It's going to be more like a, I'm not sure how to explain it, but it's not going to be a mature conversation. It's going to be more, much more like a, something you remember w when you are older. So this is what I got from the whole experience. When I think about death, for example, if you put a gun on my head, obviously I, I'll do that. You know, I'll, I'll flinch or I'll shake or that would be my first reaction. But if you shot me with a gun and I see that I am about to die, I think I'll be a lot more calm. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really be thinking about dying as a bad thing. But the initial reaction of, of putting a gun or something frightful would get me to, to panic because obviously I am in my... my um, my senses are, are, are honed to live in a, a normal world and anything out of it would, would, would get me panicked. But the whole concept of dying is not something I'm, I'm afraid of, simply because I know from my experiences that when you are about to cross over, um, something else takes over your body. You're, you, you become, how do I put it? Is it numb to the experience of dying, if that makes sense? People outside of it are experiencing you as suffering, but you experiencing it, experiencing the situation, it's more like you have a different feeling. For example, I box, and um, people who, who have never boxed before watch me boxing, they think, oh, well, it's this, it's difficult, it's hard, but I doing that, I don't, I don't see it that way because I am the one experiencing it, if that, if that makes sense. I have seen some some experiences where people say that they, like the last one I, I watched on your channel, this guy said he saw Earth as a, an energy ball, an orbs of energy, but I don't have never seen it that way. I see myself more as an energy body, and my body vibrates, and I, I have checked that. And if you look into like epilepsy, the experience I had is very similar to epilepsy but again i have had an epilepsy kind of like test and it says i have no epilepsy and i've had a few other ex similar experiences but it only happened on my spine and not my head the vibrations and from the my research and also from another interview i did a lot of people are saying oh it's kundalini it's sacred secretion they're calling all these words, which I can't confirm or deny. But I'm just trying to, to learn as well, to see what happened to me and what's happening to me. 
so I can better maybe understand and, and live a, a better life. I don't have any addictions in the sense of um, most people have like a smoking addiction, uh, a video game addiction, like all these things. I feel like my second experience helped me clear all those addictions in my um, in myself. And that's why I don't um, have the addictions. So, so maybe it's a message about um, people who are in a, in a repetitive or addictive pattern that um, if they can transcend the challenge, then there's something a lot more beautiful on, on, the, on the other side, if that makes sense. And also, if you look at my, my aura photography, you would see that um, on my three lower chakras, the energy concentration on them is very, very small. It's about 40%. But the higher you go up, um, you have a lot more energy focus on here. But in most other people, they have like um, a lot of energy focus on their base chakras, which is a bit different for most people. So um, that kind of like, I, I would say, prove my my theory about about addictions because addictions is it's, it's mental, but it's it's more about your base chakras than your your base desires than your your, your higher desires. So maybe that's the message. I don't know. I'm just again. I feel like when a divine when the divine speaks to somebody. Um, you are like a, a two-month-old to a creator, and they wouldn't talk to you like an, an, an adult. This is my this is my opinion. They would speak to you like a two-year-old, and it's gonna be more like um um cat cartoons rather than showing you CNBC or whatever, you know. So I feel like that's how I am being guided, like a cartoon, like you know, like showing me little cartoons, and then I am kind of like figuring out, you know. What is what or whatever? But this is what I. This is how I feel. The divine communicates. That that's my own experience. But again, I have never seen the divine. I'm just saying, based on my two NEDs, this is what I feel. I don't feel like I was chosen to have the experience because I don't feel special in any way. I feel very normal. Um. I mean, like anybody else, sometimes you feel a bit better, sometimes you feel a bit bad, but I feel like a normal person, so I don't feel like I was chosen. But in another sense, again, I feel like there's a creator who's um, spoon-feeding me with different experiences, um, and, I, and I feel like the message I'm getting, again, this is not like a verbal message. It's more like interpreting the experience that I'm having I feel like I'm being shown my true nature, which is not a physical nature, which is more of a, a divine nature, if that makes sense. Um, again, nobody spoke to me about this. Nobody said, I'm showing you this. It's more like the things I have seen, which I am interpreting in that way, if that, if that makes sense. I don't feel like I've been chosen. I feel like we are, we are all chosen to be divine. That's why we are here to experience who we who really are. Um, some people get to have the full experience. Others get to have bits and pieces. 